The ACB eForum, Volume 55, June 2017, Number 12. Published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Jennifer Ivers and Thomasine Berg in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions which are tax-deductible can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 605-475-8154 and choose option 3. Tune in to ACB Radio at www.acbradio. Dot .org or by calling 605-475-8130 Learn more about us at www.acb.org Follow us on Twitter at acbnational or like us on Facebook at www dot f-a-c-e-b-o-o-k dot c-o-m slash a-m-e-r-i-c-a-n c-o-u-n-c-i-l o-f-t-h-e b-l-i-n-d o-f-f-i-c-i-a-l Copyright 2017 American Council of the Blind, Eric Bridges, Executive Director, Sharon Lovering, Editor, 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. Table of Contents A Message from the President Supreme Court Rules Favorably for Students with Disabilities by Kim Charlson Seeing Outside the Disability Box by Howard Axelrod 
Events Galore to Spark Your Curiosity in Reno by Janet Dickelman Audio Description Project announces 2017 Body Award winners Sparks Fly in Preparation for ACB Walk by Donna Brown Reno Roundup Seeks a Few Good Hands Eat, Drink, Dress Like the 1950s, Win and Be Merry by Kenneth Semyon Sr. Mega Deals at the Mini Mall by Carla Rushevel. The MMS Committee Wants to See You in Reno by Jean Mann. Marco Orsini Conducts Music Without Seeing It or the Orchestra by Maria Manone. Affiliate and Committee News. Spotlight on ACB Students Jessica Minecci, Treasurer Letter to the Editor Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski High-Tech Swap Shop Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office 1-800-424-8666 or via email s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at a-c-b dot o-r-g Give her the information and she'll make the changes for you. Keep up with the most important ACB news and announcements without any other chatter. Subscribe to the ACB Announce Listserv. Send a blank email to announce-subscribe at acblists.org or visit www acblists dot org slash m a i l m a n slash l i s t i n f o slash a n n o u n c e and type your email address and name where indicated. ACB Radio has a new and improved website. Come see for yourself at www.acbradio.org. Got a request? Tune in to ACB Radio Interactive and ask the DJ on duty to play it for you at www.acbradio. .org. A message from the President. Supreme Court Rules Favorably for Students with Disabilities by Kim Charlson. For decades, educators, parents, and advocates have continued to say with little impact that the special education process under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act does not set up an environment where students with disabilities, more specifically, students who are blind or visually impaired, can have the opportunity for equal access and equal benefit to the general curriculum. 
Many court cases have been filed over the years challenging this notion, with many school districts arguing and with many lower courts agreeing that all that is required is that the student receive some appreciable benefit from the educational services provided. In so many cases, we hear about students not receiving necessary services and being passed from grade to grade without the benefits of appropriate instructional materials to excel in classes, or not receiving any specialized services at all. Not to mention the vital services that should be provided from the expanded core curriculum, which includes orientation and mobility, assistive technology, self-advocacy, and so many other critical blindness skills for students to be successful. On March 22, 2017, the Supreme Court ruled favorably in another case that can only be interpreted as an extremely positive victory for students with disabilities. Chief Justice John Roberts, writing for a unanimous Supreme Court, held in the case of Andrew F., a minor, by and through his parents, Joseph F. et al. versus Douglas County School District in the United States Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit, that the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, in order to meet its substantive obligation to provide a free, appropriate public education, FAPE, to a student with a disability, a school district must offer an Individualized Education Plan, IEP, reasonably calculated to enable a child to make progress appropriate in light of the child's circumstances. More specifically, the Supreme Court explained that when a child is fully integrated in the regular curriculum, FAPE typically means providing a level of instruction reasonably calculated to permit advancement through the general curriculum. When a child is not fully integrated in the regular classroom and not able to achieve on grade level, the child's educational program must be appropriately ambitious in light of his or her circumstances, just as advancement from grade to grade is appropriately ambitious for most children in the regular classroom. In so holding, the Supreme Court explicitly rejected the standard of review adopted by the lower court that a child's IEP was adequate as long as it is calculated to confer an educational benefit that is merely more than de minimis. De minimis is a legal term meaning that the issue is too trivial or minor to merit consideration, especially in law. This Supreme Court ruling has clearly stated that showing or demonstrating some level of benefit from the educational services provided to a student is not sufficient to meet FAPE. For a school district to meet its obligations under IDEA, states, districts, and schools must offer an IEP reasonably planned to enable a student to make progress appropriate for the child's circumstances and abilities. Is this really a strong outcome? According to Mark Reichert, Director of Policy at the American Foundation for the Blind, advocates might say, well, this doesn't sound very strong to me, and read out of context and without an understanding of how courts have interpreted IDEA over time, you'd be right. 
But I hope advocates will appreciate that this unanimous decision that reversed a lower court's usage of the sum-benefit formula sends a very powerful message throughout our entire special education system that says just doing something for students with disabilities isn't nearly enough. Students should have every right to learn, excel, and achieve their goals and dreams for the future. That's what ACB's advocacy for students who are blind is all about, making sure that our students do have a future, and this Supreme Court ruling will help just a little more to shift the balance for opportunity over expediency. For more information about the case and ruling, see www.supremecourt. Dot G-O-V slash O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S slash 1-6-P-D-F slash 1-5-827 underscore 0-P-M-1 dot P-D-F. Seeing Outside the Disability Box by Howard Axelrod. Reprinted from the New York Times, April 12, 2017. To read this article online, go to www.nytimes.com slash 2017 slash 04 slash 12 slash opinion slash S-E-E-I-N-G dash O-U-T-S-I-D-E dash T-H-E dash D-I-S-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y dash B-O-X dot H-T-M-L question mark E-M-C equal sign E-T-A-1. Not long ago, I had an experience that most authors wish for. Someone recommended my book. A librarian at the Toronto Public Library had included my book on a list, along with five others, in celebration of International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Two of the other authors have autism. One is deaf. One was born without legs. And the fifth a woman who has cerebral palsy endured a 16-month escape from her native Syria in a wheelchair. I should have felt proud to be in their company. I should have sent the link to my parents, as I've done with other lists my book has made. But I didn't. I felt confused. I don't think of myself as disabled. Twenty-three years ago, when I was a junior at Harvard, a boy's finger hooked into my right eye during a basketball game, shearing my optic nerve from the back of my eyeball. Without an intact optic nerve, my right eye cannot relay information to my brain. As someone blind in one eye, I qualify as a person with a disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act. But I can also drive and play sports, and my cognitive abilities have not changed. To consider myself a person with a disability doesn't seem right especially compared with the other authors on the library's list. And yet, I also don't think of myself as the opposite of disabled, whatever the word for that is. 
Depth perception depends on binocular vision. The brain needs information from both eyes to coordinate where objects are in space. Without depth perception, I often stumble on stairs and curbs, and sudden drop-offs, like sunken living rooms, greet me with a jolt. I also have no peripheral vision on my right-hand side, so I try to position myself on the right in meetings, in restaurants, and when walking with friends. I rely on my hearing, which has become almost painfully acute since my eye accident, to negotiate busy sidewalks. Even so, with a blind spot on my right side larger than my brain remembers, I often crash in crowds. All of which puts me in what box? Half-disabled? Being privileged enough not to need special accommodations, I hadn't needed to ask myself that question. And in my one friendship with someone else with monocular vision, the question never came up. But other questions did, and they were crucial in shaping my perspective. The friendship was with the neurologist Oliver Sachs. Four years ago, Oliver and I met at an artist residency in the Adirondacks. He had also lost vision in his right eye, and at night, on our cottage's shared porch, he asked questions no one had ever asked me. Did I dream with depth perception? When Oliver did, he said he awoke with a profound sense of loss. Did I fear losing vision in my left eye? His fear, he said, sometimes overwhelmed him. Did I dread rainy days with their threat of umbrella spokes? He certainly did. These conversations comforted me more than I can say. They were about how each of us experienced life, not about how we classified ourselves. My memoir, which I was writing at the time, probed similar questions, telling the story of my two years in solitude in northern Vermont, where I retreated in my mid-twenties in an effort to answer the larger questions my accident had stirred up. But from the day of publication, the boxes began appearing, even stealing into the book itself. The Library of Congress cataloged the book under People with Visual Disabilities, ahead of Solitude, Self-Perception, and Vermont. During a Q&A after my first reading, a stranger rose from his seat and asked, Do you consider yourself disabled? And at a book club event, an earnest woman urged me to engage with the Massachusetts Association for the Blind. So perhaps it seems naive, even professionally irresponsible, for me still to have qualms about the box question. Perhaps it seems that because my impairment is largely invisible, a predicament roughly 26 million Americans share, I've let an invisible shame keep an important part of my identity invisible too. Or perhaps it seems I'm ambivalent because there's no appropriate box for me. But here's where I check none of the above. Even if one day a new disability box appears, one that allows for a simultaneous sense of both disabled and not disabled, and neither, it won't answer my question, because my discomfort is a response to the box question itself. I understand that how people choose to identify themselves is important for many reasons, including public policy reform and the allocation of government resources. Those forms and boxes, ideally, play a role in strengthening civil rights. But the question of identification is different from the question of identity, a distinction that identity boxes and identity politics can't help blurring.
For me, one telling identity question, one that registers the change in my life since my accident, came to me through Oliver. As our friendship grew beyond the residency and we talked more about his work, I realized that his curiosity at bottom had to do with the nature of consciousness, with the range of human experience as embodied in unique, particular lives. That was the paradox of his work. He recognized the person with the impairment whom society was ready to dismiss, not only as human, but also as key to understanding what it means to be human. From Oliver, I learned that the important question was not, what do you identify as, but who do you identify with? Asking myself this question helped me recognize changes in my own identity, subtle shifts in my attention and empathy that occurred after my accident. Without quite realizing it, I had begun to identify with anyone whose life threw into question normative assumptions about how daily life works. This wasn't a political choice, and it wasn't a social choice. The heart of identity is the part of identity that isn't a choice at all. The little mirrors in others that you're attuned to and that show you a reflection of yourself, for better or for worse. Little mirrors are not likely to replace boxes on forms anytime soon, but if that's what that librarian in Toronto thought my book might provide, then I'm extremely proud. Events Galore to Spark Your Curiosity in Reno by Janet Dickelman As you read this, convention pre-registration will be up and running. Information regarding affiliate and committee programming and ACB tours will be listed on the registration form. You can register online at www.acb.org and follow the link for the 2017 convention registration or via telephone by calling 1-800-866-3242. If you register by phone, make sure to leave your name, phone number, time zone, and the best times for someone to reach you. Someone should call you back by the end of the following day. In this article, you'll find an overview of some extras the convention has to offer. Convention dates are June 30th through July 7th. Come and join ACB at the Nugget in Reno. Calling All Kids If you plan to bring a child age 6 to age 13 to this year's convention, we have some fantastic trips planned. Kids Club will be open from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sunday through Thursday. Each day includes breakfast, lunch, crafts, swimming, and a daily field trip. Kids Explorers Club will also be open Saturday evening during opening general session for snacks and a meet-and-greet with Kids Club leaders and Thursday during the ACB banquet for a farewell party. Breakfast, anyone? Sunday, July 2. The American Foundation for the Blind Breakfast. Meet AFB staff and receive updates on AFB's legislative efforts. Monday, July 3. Guide Dogs for the Blind Breakfast. GDB alumni and those considering the guide dog lifestyle are welcome. Tuesday, July 4. National Industries for the Blind, NIB, Annual Breakfast. Technology Sessions. 
Google comes to Reno. A huge thank you to Google, a corporate sponsor at the double diamond level. Google will hold five sessions at this year's convention. Saturday, July 1, 10 to 11 a.m., Android Accessibility. Speaker, Victor Zarin. Description Join Victor for an overview of Android accessibility and recent updates. Learn about the latest developments in TalkBack, BrailleBack, and the Android operating system. 1.15 to 2.15 p.m. Chrome Operating System Accessibility. Speaker Laura Palmero. Description Join Laura to learn about the accessibility features built into every Chromebook and deep dive into the new Chrome Vox screen reader. 2.45 to 3.45 p.m. G Suite Accessibility. Speaker Roger Benz. Description Join Roger to learn more about the latest accessibility improvements to G Suite apps, including Google Docs, Google Drive, Google Calendar, and more. Sunday, July 2, 2.45 to 3.45 p.m. Google Home. Speaker, Kieran Kaja. Description Discover the many capabilities of Google Home. The eyes free Google Assistant device designed to enhance your home environment. 4.15 to 5.15 p.m. Google Play apps, books, newsstand, music, and more. Speaker, Caro Karin. Description Join Caro to learn about accessibility updates to Play apps, including the all new library in Play Books. A way to discover new books and articles, and the swipe and play interaction in the Play Music app. Humanware, a Ruby sponsor, will hold two sessions. Sunday, July 2nd, 5 45 p.m. The Braille Note Touch is the first and only Google certified Braille tablet. The Braille Note Touch blends powerful and intuitive apps. For managing, accessing, and creating information from Keysoft with millions of third party apps that can be downloaded from the Google Play Store. In this session, Humanware staff will begin by reviewing updates to Keysoft, such as KeyMath, KNFB Reader, and Braille Terminal Mode. Attendees will also learn how to efficiently access third party apps from Amazon, Bard, Nest, Spotify, Google, and more. Finally, the Humanware team will highlight Braille Note Touch developments for the upcoming year. Tuesday, July 4th, 5 45 to 7 p.m. Victor Stream, a world of books at your fingertips. Success of the Victor Stream marches on into 2017. You are invited to join the Humanware team at the annual Stream User Forum. Come share stories and tips on downloading and playing back books and periodicals from favorite websites. Learn what is new with the Stream and see a mystery device in action. Join VFO, a Ruby sponsor, for two sessions on Saturday. 10 to 11 a.m. Zoom Text 
New Features and Enhancements for All. Presenter Scott Moore, VP of Software Product Management, ZoomText. The new ZoomText 11 magnifier reader is here, featuring a large collection of innovative new features and enhancements. Want a fresh, streamlined, and fully accessible user interface? You got it. Want faster and friendlier ways to read and find information in documents, web pages, email, and more? You got it. Want high-contrast color schemes that make text in web pages easier to read without the photos and graphics looking like film negatives? With the new Smart Invert feature, yep, you got it. Want groundbreaking magnified views that expedite workflow on one or multiple monitors? You got that, too. And there are even more new features and enhancements in ZoomText 11. Come enjoy a guided tour through the new ZoomText 11 and learn how ZoomText can help you or your clients work with greater productivity and success. 1 to 2 p.m. ZoomText Fusion 11. Now with the power of JAWS. Presenter Scott Moore, VP of Software Product Management, ZoomText. With the combined power of ZoomText and JAWS, the new ZoomText Fusion 11 delivers the most flexible and complete computer access solution available. Whether you are an organization that needs to accommodate users with varying levels of vision loss, from low vision to no vision, or an individual experiencing progressive vision loss, Fusion allows you to choose the right combination of magnification, speech and braille support to suit your specific needs. And it's all bundled together in a single installation and product activation. Come to this presentation where you'll see a demo of the all-new ZoomText Fusion. You'll get an in-depth look at all the capabilities of Fusion and have a chance to ask us any questions that you may have. This is a great opportunity for end users and professionals alike. Don't miss this presentation. HIMSS will also hold a session on Saturday, July 1st. 3 to 4 p.m., Braille Sense Polaris, A Star is Born. Join HIMSS for an in-depth look at what Braille Sense Polaris can do for you. See the difference we can make with the combination of Android Lollipop, traditional apps found on older BrailleSense models, and limitless choices from the Google Play Store. We'll show you what you can do by just speaking to Polaris. You'll learn how to use BrailleSense Polaris to listen to your favorite audio content or broadcast it to your home stereo. You will experience the power and possibilities unleashed by best-in-class access to Google services like Docs, Sheets, Slides, and Classroom. On Wednesday, July 5th, Bookshare will hold office hours from 5.45 to 7 p.m. for Bookshare members. Stop by to say hello, meet other members, enjoy light refreshments, hear about the latest Bookshare updates, and get answers to your Bookshare-related questions. Microsoft, another of our Double Diamond sponsors, J.P. Morgan Chase, an Emerald Conference and Convention sponsor, and Charter Communications, an Onyx sponsor, will also be holding sessions in Sparks. Self-Help Sessions 
New this year on Tuesday, July 4, is the Ski for Light reception from 5:45 to 7 p.m. Meet some SFL veterans and learn about a week-long cross-country skiing program to be held in January 2018 in Reno. No experience necessary. All equipment provided for first timers. Stipends available. One Touch Self Defense, a self defense course designed specifically for the blind, addresses real life situations with practical applications. This year, One Touch will hold beginner sessions Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday evenings, and intermediate courses Wednesday evening. Other sessions. Sunday evening, join ACB members and guests for our always popular and inspiring gospel sing at 7:15 p.m. If you were in Reno in 2011, you'll remember Pastor Dan Whitemore. He will again be leading the gospel sing. Wednesday will be ACB Film Night. Join Joel Snyder for the audio-described screening of the film that almost won the Academy Award for Best Picture. La La Land is the musical romantic drama written and directed by Damien Chazelle, and starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone as a musician and an aspiring actress who meet and fall in love in Los Angeles. The film's title refers both to the city of Los Angeles and to the idiom for being out of touch with reality. It received 14 nominations at the 89th Academy Awards, tying the record for most nominations, and won five Academy Awards, including the trophies for Best Director and Best Actress. Free popcorn and drinks. Other sessions are still in the planning stages. As they are confirmed, information will be posted to the convention announce list. Staying connected. The convention announce list will be filled with information about the convention. Subscribe to the list today by sending a blank email to acbconventionsubscribe at acblists.org. If you've been on the list in the past, you need not subscribe again. Don't have email? No problem. Convention updates will also be featured on ACB Radio and by telephone through Audio Now at six zero five four seven five eight one three zero. Hotel details: All rooms at the Nugget have refrigerators and safes. Room rates at the Nugget Casino Resort are eighty-nine dollars, single or double occupancy, with an additional ten dollars per person for up to four people per room. Room tax is currently thirteen point five percent. There is also a two dollar per day tourism tax added to each room. When you book your reservation, one night's stay will be charged to your credit card. Included in the room rate is the hotel resort fee, which covers round-trip shuttle transportation to and from Reno Tahoe International Airport, complimentary wireless internet in guest rooms, daily complimentary bottled water, two bottles per room per day, unlimited use of the year-round atrium pool. 
unlimited use of the fitness center, full-service concierge, and valet and self-parking in the secured covered parking structure. To make reservations via telephone, call 1-800-648-1177 and ask for group code GACB17. You may also make reservations online by visiting www.acb.org and following the 2017 conference and convention link. Convention Contacts 2017 Exhibit Information Michael Smitherman, 601-331-7740 AMDUO at B-E-L-L-S-O-U-T-H dot N-E-T 2017 Advertising and Sponsorships Margarine Beeman, 512-921-1625 O-L-E-O 50 at H-O-T-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M for any other convention-related questions, please contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, at 651-428-5059 or via email janet.dickelman at gmail.com. Audio Description Project announces 2017 Body Award winners. Washington. The American Council of the Blind is proud to announce the winners of the 2017 Body Awards, the benefits of audio description in education, a listening is learning initiative of ACB's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program. The winners of this year's honors, all young people who are blind, are listed below. Grand Prize Winner Abby Moreno, Lowell High School, San Francisco, California. Senior Category, ages 16 to 21. First place, Breck Morrissey, Flower Mound High School, Highland Village, Texas. Second place, Khadija Person, Nansman River High School, Suffolk, Virginia. Junior Category, ages 11 to 15. First place, Abby Moreno, Lowell High School, San Francisco, California. Second place, Shelby DeHay, South Dakota School for the Blind and Visually Impaired, Miller, South Dakota. Third place, John Holstein, West Virginia School for the Blind, Romney, West Virginia. Sophomore category, ages 7 to 10. First place, Audrey Mattingly, West Virginia School for the Blind, Romney, West Virginia. Second place, Fernando Moran Padilla, Santa Rita Elementary School, Salina, California. Third place, Townsend Stemple, West Virginia School for the Blind, Romney, West Virginia. The body program asked young people who are blind or have low vision to submit short reviews of any described movie. Additional information about ACB's Audio Description Project is available at www.acb.org slash 
ADP. More information about the described and captioned media program may be found at www.dcmp.org. Sparks Fly in Preparation for ACB Walk by Donna Brown Do you want to be part of an event in which you have the following options? You can raise money for ACB. You can also raise money for an affiliate of your choice. You can make a donation to help ACB and an affiliate of your choice. You can get some exercise. You can participate even if you are unable to attend the ACB National Conference and Convention. You can win great prizes. You can meet new friends. Any or all of these things can occur if you participate in the 2017 ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Join the fun and help us reach our goal of $65,000. Important details about the 2017 ACB Walk are below. Date, July 1, 2017. Time, 7 to 8.15 a.m. Where? The second floor of the Nugget Casino Resort in Sparks, Nevada. Note, the walk is approximately one mile in length. How can I get involved? You may make a donation or register as either a virtual or on-site walker by going to acb.donorpages.com slash 2017ACBWALK slash. Registration is only $25. You may also register by completing a downloaded paper form or by calling the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. After registering, if you wish to set up an affiliate team, you may want to get assistance with someone from the Minneapolis office using the phone listed above. When creating teams, team captains have the option of designating up to 50% of the monies raised to go back to the affiliate. Checks should be made payable to ACB with the word WALK in the memo and sent to American Council of the Blind, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. The theme for the 2017 ACB WALK is Let the Sparks Fly. The sparks are already flying. At least nine teams have already been created, and some of those teams have received several donations. Please help us let the sparks fly. Raise at least $65,000 for ACB and its affiliates and participate in this year's event. Reno Roundup seeks a few good hands. Are you coming to convention? Do you like helping out where needed? The Marsha Nigro Dresser Communication Center is now seeking volunteers to help collate and staple papers, take ads and announcements, and staff the room. Sharon Lovering is the operations manager. She is seeking volunteers to fill two-hour shifts throughout the day, 8 to 10 a.m., 10 a.m. to noon, noon to 2 p.m., and 2 to 4 p.m., the communication center will be open Friday through Wednesday and be taken down Thursday morning. It will open daily at 8 a.m. and close to the public at 5 p.m. To sign up for a shift, 
Contact Sharon at the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at acb dot o-r-g. This year's convention newspaper will be called the Reno Roundup. It will run from Saturday through Thursday in Braille and large print. Ads and other items intended for publication must be in the center's hands by 2 p.m. each day. Ads should be 75 words or less. By a directive from the Board of Publications, ads will be allowed to run for three days maximum, no exceptions. If you wish to advertise in the newspaper, please contact Marjorie Beeman, Advertising and Sponsorship Coordinator, at 512-921-1625 or by email oleo50 at hotmail.com. The BOP's editorial policy manual prohibits us from producing or distributing campaign materials. During the evenings, we will need people to help collate and staple the Braille papers. Thanks to enabling technologies, we will have three Braille printers this year. Are you a night owl? Are you good at separating Braille copies from each other? Separating the pages, collating, and stapling? Drop by and see if the communication center needs help. If you have signed up for home delivery of the Reno Roundup, drop by the information desk and give them your name, tower, and room number and format preference once you arrive. This will ensure that you don't miss an issue. Hold on to your Saturday issue. It will include all the suite numbers, phone numbers, and room changes. If your committee or affiliate needs something brailed, we will be able to do that. Make certain you label your thumb drive or memory card before bringing them down to the communication center and tell us how many copies you will need, by what time, as well as how we can reach you, room number, cell phone, etc. Please make sure that your documents are on the drive or memory card. Bring your items down in the morning before the general session to help us fit them in. Affiliates, if you know who your delegate, alternate, and nominating committee representative will be, please let Ray Campbell, R-A-Y-153056 at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M, and Sharon Lovering, S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G, at acb.org, know as soon as possible. Eat, Drink, Dress Like the 1950s, Win, and Be Merry by Kenneth Semyon Sr. Come join the fun at the DKM First Timer Reception on Wednesday, July 5th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. during the ACB Conference and Convention. It will include the music of the 1950s and a 50s Best Dressed contest. Also included are great refreshments and a nationwide gift card drawing for all those who purchase tickets in support of the First Timers program. There is more. This ticketless fundraiser allows your name and contact information to serve as your ticket. You don't have to be present to win. Winners not in attendance will be notified after the reception. Gift cards, gift certificates that you can take home with you in July include, but are not limited to the following, 
ACB Mini Mall Gift Certificates, Amazon, Target, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, MasterCard, Visa, and other restaurants and department stores. A donation of $5 gets your name in the drawing one time. For each $10 donation, you receive a bonus entry. For example, $10, three entries, $20, six entries, $30, nine entries. Donations of $100 and above get special recognition as elite DKM partners during the reception. Come out and meet the 2017 first-timers and former recipients. It won't be as much fun without you. Curious about who the members of the DKM committee are? You can meet them in the ACB Marketplace Saturday evening prior to the opening session and Tuesday prior to the general session, during session breaks, and every day in the convention hall. Mega Deals at the Mini Mall by Carla Rushevel. The 2017 Mini Mall is bigger and better than ever. ACB polo shirts and lightweight fleece jackets, ACB coasters and tumblers and totes, ACB EZ2C large print calendar or planners, even an ACB laser engraved Swiss multifunction pocket tool. These are just a few of the exciting new items making a first appearance at the Mini Mall in the exhibit hall at the 2017 National Conference and Convention in Reno, Sparks, Nevada. You'll also find those terrific ACB credit card cases, ACB convention badge pouches with two zip pockets in fashion colors, and some discontinued sale items just waiting to be snapped up by the most discriminating shopper. Shop for mugs, steins, shot glasses, magnets, duffel bags, keepsake boxes, and more, all with the new limited edition ACB Sparks Success Design. Order the official convention t-shirt or 2017 ACB convention pin when you pre-register and pick them up at the mini-mall. Make your suitcase, garment bag, or backpack easy to spot. Add our unique ACB sandal luggage tag in your choice of light or dark blue, yellow, green, orange, red, pink, or white. ACB logo on one side. Lines for writing contact info on the other. If catastrophe strikes and you lose your cane on the plane, drop it down a grate or watch helplessly as someone runs over it in the lobby and reshapes it into a piece of spaghetti, don't despair. The Mini Mall has aluminum and graphite canes in lengths from 46 to 60 inches. Roller and teardrop tips sold separately. Finally, be sure to check out our fantastic lineup of handy techie items. We have ACB power banks to keep your mobile devices charged all day. Flash drives and SD cards in sizes from 16 gigabytes to 256 gigabytes let you keep your music, books, and documents with you at all times. Check out the new flash drives that plug directly into your iPhone or iPad. Did you leave your cable or wall charger at home? The Mini Mall has you covered with a variety of cables and our wall charger that charges two devices at the same time. Get everything organized with our ACB computer bags, SD card holders, and pouches perfect for corralling those pesky flash drives.
Braille, large print, audio, CD, and electronic price lists with convention discounts will be available at the Mini Mall and at the Convention Information Desk. Price lists will also be widely distributed on ACB email lists. Watch the convention newspaper for daily specials and announcements. You can't make it to convention this year? Not a problem. Special convention pricing and free shipping on orders of $25 or more will be available through July 15. Orders must be placed by phone by calling 1-877-630-7190 and must be paid by credit card. Convention pricing applies to in-stock items only. Free shipping offer applies only to in-stock items, excluding items eligible for free matter mailing. For more information, contact Carla Rushevel at the Mini Mall by phone at 1-877-630-7190 or by email at acbstore at acb.org. The MMS Committee Wants to See You in Reno by Jean Mann As I write this, it's a cold, dreary day in early April, but you're reading it in early June and hopefully it's warm and sunny. You've probably made your travel plans for the ACB Conference and Convention in Reno and you may even have registered by now. The Monthly Monetary Support MMS Committee hopes that one of the things you plan to do while in Reno is to stop by the MMS table in the exhibit hall and either sign up as a new contributor to the MMS program or raise the amount of the monthly donation you're already giving. The MMS program is just what it says it is. Every month, the amount of money you designate, a minimum of $10, is either charged to your credit card or withdrawn from your checking account as a donation in support of ACB. 100% of what you donate may be given to ACB, or you may request that up to 50% of what you donate goes to an affiliate of your choice. Sign up at the convention or increase your monthly donation by at least $5, and you'll be entered for daily drawings with great prizes. On Thursday, some lucky person will win an Amazon Dot, and if you have joined the program or increased your donation by at least $5 during the past year, the end of convention in July 2016 through the end of convention in July 2017, your name will be entered in a drawing which will take place soon after we come home from Reno. There will be two prizes awarded, an Alexa Amazon Echo and another Amazon Dot. So if you're in Reno, look for the MMS table in the exhibit hall. We'll help you fill out the necessary forms or answer any questions you might have. And we might even have a little treat for you just for stopping by. Can't make the convention but would like to contribute to ACB through the MMS program? No problem. There are two simple ways for you to get started. You can visit ACB's website, acb.org, Tab to the Donate Now button, and then tab to the MMS program. Or you can call Lori Sarf in the Minnesota office at 612-332-3242 or email her at lsarff at acb.org. 
Either way, it's easy to begin making monthly contributions or increase current ones. See you in Reno! Marco Orsini conducts music without seeing it or the orchestra by Maria Manone. Editor's Note Maria Manone is a Ph.D. candidate in music composition at the University of Minnesota. End of note. Conducting an orchestra is not easy. It is even more difficult if you are not able to see the musicians. Even more if you have never seen the orchestra or anything else. When I was a piano student in Italy, I had a colleague who was blind from birth. He was studying the same repertory as all of us, preludes and fugues from the well-tempered clavier and different techniques. He learned everything by heart, note after note, from the braille transcription that was so difficult to find, so difficult to analyze, everything with hard work and a strong passion for the music. He often touched the hand of the teacher to catch his precise movements and the hand of the nearest colleague for the emotional communication. Years later, I'm here in my room on an American university campus, and my friend is now an accomplished orchestral conductor and concert pianist in Italy. He teaches music and keeps practicing and giving concerts. His name is Marco Orsini, class of 1985. We met again over the summer at the Conservatory of Palermo, where we originally studied. We talked about his approach to conducting. What made you decide to study conducting, I asked. He said that conducting an orchestra completed his musicality and especially enriched his understanding of piano. To him, many pianists do not feel comfortable playing with an orchestra because they don't fully perceive the technique, the tempo, the demands, and the natural characteristics of orchestral instruments. In a piano and orchestra concerto, the piano is accompanied by an instrument made of a mass of people. When I conduct, he said, I have to communicate enough energy to activate the mass of musicians that should act as a single unit. I remember a master class taught by Aldo Ciccato. He was providing cues only with his eyes as an exercise. In Marco's case, there is no eye contact. He relies on precise listening and gestures. For Marco, listening helps to not only recreate the orchestral sound, but also to imagine the facial expressions, behaviors, movements, and gestures of musicians. Cues are important, but the orchestra attacks anyway. What you really need is to be an interpreter, from Latin, interpretium, the matchmaker, between the seller and the buyer. The seller is the score, the composer. The buyer is the listener. An orchestral piece has been written by a unique head for a mass of people, a mass of musicians and listeners. While we were talking, some young student was repeating a simple passage to memorize the movement and the sounds and trying to correct the wrong notes. Talking about memory, Marco thought that sometimes we prefer a kinetic memory. For the orchestra, that doesn't work. We need a musical and global memorization of the score. When we are studying piano, he used to look for and follow the hand of the teacher. Similarly, in conducting, our professor, Carmelo Caruso, used to take our arms and move them to let us feel the correct movement before reproducing it ourselves, and if necessary, personalizing them. Marco told me that in general, as a blind person, he prefers no intermediate steps— at first, he completely trusts the movements of the teacher, completely following them. 
then he performs them solo. Despite his accomplishments, he faced many difficulties. In general, older, more experienced orchestral performers are sometimes impatient with young and inexperienced students holding the baton for the first time. Marco's greatest difficulty was the personal approach to musicians. They think they can do everything with the blind conductor because he is not able to see anything, but when they start playing, his display of perfect pitch, perfect spatial localization, and greater knowledge of the music, it shows that they are wrong. On the other hand, some orchestral performers are happy to experience a new way of working. Alex Lubit, my composition professor here in the U.S., and a scholar of disability studies, thinks that possible discrimination is another obstacle added to that of impairment itself. Are there any other blind conductors? Yes, Gabriel Francisco Bergogna and Luigi Mariani. Exceptional localization skills developed via heart learning, complete mastering of the entire score, and perfect gestural control make orchestral conducting by a blind musician not only possible but convincing. All non-disabled people should learn from these examples that the artistic activity has extraordinary power to allow expression and communication among all living beings, overcoming their own difficulties. In the midst of our interview, we paused for a glass of cold water against the sultriness of midsummer. At this point, Marco played some Chopin on the piano. He loves Chopin, and he also loves Bach's fugues. He's happy with being able to memorize fugues. That's a way to disassemble pieces to understand how they are made, learning a voice at a time. Before playing, Marco moves his arms along the keyboard, quickly measuring it, building a mind image of the piano to construct gestures. When he plays, he quickly touches without pressing the keys to make more precise his inner vision of the piano. After his experience with Kutera, Petrushansky, and Sokolov, Marco found the school of Russian piano technique particularly helpful with the control of the keyboard in difficult musical passages, such as large intervals and big distances, as well as staccato articulation. He says, you never lose the contact with the keys. While Marco needs assistance to reach the piano on stage and in class, once he's there, there are no more obstacles. Then it was time to go home, each of us hoping that the traffic would not be too bad. We hugged and said our farewells. Years ago, he asked me if I was blonde. This time he asked me, do you have a boyfriend? Upon hearing no, he protested, saying, are they all blind over there? We both laughed. I hope to see him again soon, though I don't see it this way. He would answer me, I never saw you, but I never stopped listening to you. Affiliate and Committee News ACB Students Pre-Convention Call ACB Students invites you to our June 2017 Pre-Convention All-Affiliate Call. Join us on the line as we welcome the 2017 ACB Scholarship winners, chat about convention details, and discuss the exciting programming and events that ACB Students will be hosting in Reno, Nevada. Sneak peeks include a new spin on the students' welcome party with office hours, accessible beauty tips with mirrorless makeup, choose-your-own-study-abroad adventure with Passport to New Worlds, 
but you'll have to join us to learn about the rest of our lively 2017 lineup. We look forward to having you all there. When? Sunday, June 4th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Call number 641-715-3580. Access code 371487. International Relations Committee lets you explore new frontiers. The International Relations Committee's theme for the 2017 convention is Passport Toward New Frontiers. The committee wants new technological and other ideas from ACB members. On Monday, July 3 at 12.15 p.m., Voices from Around the World will feature the CEO from the Library for the Blind in Israel via Skype. He will tell us all about his library and the services it provides to blind people in Israel, then take questions afterward. On Tuesday, July 4th at 2 p.m., the committee will co-sponsor a program with ACB students. Please come join us and bring all your great ideas. AVIA Convention Plans The American Association of Visually Impaired Attorneys AAVIA, AVIA, has a fascinating program planned this year. In addition to having speakers from HumanWare, a law professor who will discuss this year's Supreme Court decisions, a deputy counsel from the Texas Workforce Department, a sighted attorney who raised two blind children, and two attorneys from disability rights advocates, the group will also have two exciting events. On Monday at 4.30 p.m., AVIA members, along with the members of GDUI and ACB students, will present a mock trial where a guide dog user is suing a ride-sharing service for refusing service to a guide dog user. The audience will be asked to decide whether the guide dog user's rights were violated under the ADA. On Tuesday, the speaker at the Avia Luncheon will be Lainey Feingold, Esquire, who will describe how she developed and used structured negotiations to protect the rights of the visually impaired community. GDUI Convention Features Variety GDUI is offering a wide variety of programs to spark your interest at this year's convention. The GDUI Suite opens Sunday, July 2 at noon and will close at 5 p.m., on Monday and Tuesday, it will be open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and on Wednesday, 9 a.m. to noon. Sunday's programming includes a session on helping your dog adjust to the stresses of convention life from 12.15 to 1.15 p.m. Immediately following is hotel orientation, just for guide dog users. The affiliate roundup is at 3 p.m. The board meeting will follow at 4 if your dog is stressed out and in need of a massage, contact Carla Campbell. She will be giving dog massages Sunday afternoon, every morning during sweet hours, and other times or days by appointment only. And you won't want to miss the live auction Sunday night at 8. Bid on a multitude of goodies including tech gadgets, digital books, jewelry, and even a tasty treat from Penny's Kitchen. Breakfast, anybody? On Monday, July 3 at 6.45 a.m., we'll have our breakfast club at Rosie's Cafe within the Nugget. At 7.30 a.m., we'll hold another hotel orientation session. Got a burning question about your dog's behavior quirks or convention stress? Come to the suite at noon to ask a seasoned guide dog trainer. 
In the afternoon, we'll have our business meeting featuring guide dog school updates, a session with Lucas Frank, one with Christine Benninger of Guide Dogs for the Blind, and a mock trial. Monday evening, we'll host GDUI's game night, including seven-card paw. On Tuesday, July 4th, we'll hold the Breakfast Club at Rosie's Cafe at 6.45 a.m. Open Pawfus hours will be in the suite from noon to 1 p.m. We'll hold our afternoon sessions at 1.15, featuring Wendy David, 2.45, Puppy Tales, Raising a Guide Dog, and 4.15, Del Rodman of Guiding Eyes for the Blind. At 7 p.m., there will be a session on canine massage techniques. Wednesday features Breakfast Club at Rosie's at 6.45 a.m. Our luncheon will begin at 12.15 p.m. after the ACB general session. The guest speaker is Beth Williams, a physical therapy specialist. Following the luncheon is our business meeting and caucus. At 7 p.m., we will have a session featuring Julia Marks, a staff attorney who works on disability rights advocacy. She will discuss the recently implemented Uber and Lyft settlements regarding guide dog access. Spotlight on ACB students. Jessica Minecci, Treasurer. I became involved with the American Council of the Blind when I won an academic scholarship in 2015 and was invited to attend the ACB National Convention in Dallas, Texas. At the time, I was ecstatic. I had never attended such a large conference or been in the presence of so many visually impaired people all at once. The experience was both overwhelming and exhilarating. My time in Texas was something I will never forget. I quickly met new incoming college freshmen like myself, as well as some older students who were pursuing their master's degrees. I enjoyed swapping stories and meeting others who were also going through college with a visual impairment. I remember sharing a cab from the airport to my hotel with a woman who had a guide dog. I was able to ask her questions about what it was like being a guide dog handler. At the convention's exhibit hall, I spoke to different guide dog schools. Those conversations led me to apply to Guide Dogs for the Blind in California. In 2016, I was accepted to the school, and I will be getting my dog this May. After my positive experiences in Texas, I attended the ACB National Convention in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in 2016. In Minnesota, I reconnected with old friends and met some new scholarship winners at the ACB Students' Welcome Party. Aside from assisting with newspaper deliveries, one of my friends and I decided to walk in the ACB Walk one morning. Funnily enough, I won the award for Youngest Walker— One unexpected occurrence, however, made the 2016 convention really memorable. I was elected treasurer of the ACBS board. So far, I have loved my time on the board. My board position has allowed me to improve my ability to collaborate with others and work as a team to make decisions. I've learned to stay organized and manage my time wisely. I also applied for an academic scholarship this year. I'm part of the ACBS Convention Planning and Fundraising Committee for this year's convention in Reno. Some events that we are looking forward to putting on this year include a makeup workshop and a collaboration with GDUI.
I'm extremely grateful that I applied for a scholarship in 2015 because it opened the door for me to become a part of a fantastic organization. I've formed friendships that I'm sure will last a lifetime. Also, I am part of a great board that is looking forward to the future of our affiliate. I'm lucky to be a part of an organization like ACB because it has become a second home to me. Letter to the Editor The contents of this column reflect the letters we have received by the time we went to press, May 5, 2017. Letters are limited to 300 words or fewer. All submissions must include the author's name and location. Opinions expressed are those of the author's. UEB 101 class from Hadley. As a 73-year-old, I recently completed UEB 101, transitioning to UEB, a very well-presented six-lesson course offered free of charge by the Hadley Institute for the Blind. I recommend this course to all who want to remain current in their Braille literacy. Having earned one point less than a grade of A+, I proved to myself that you can teach an old dog new tricks. Sincerely, George Griller, Faribault, Minnesota. Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACBE Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at acb.org or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. My Reader Want to use your screen reader without a keyboard? Check out My Reader. This software package lets you use screen readers without a keyboard. It is compatible with NVDA and soon to be compatible with other screen readers, too. If you're new to the computer world or having difficulties with the keyboard, this software will let you use a computer without any problems. For more information, visit www.mycapitalr.org. New Resource offers guidance on accessible technology-related public policy. From the Section 508, Refresh to Progress around Section 501, the Regulatory Landscape Influencing Accessible Information and Communications Technology, ICT, is ever-evolving. To help employers, employees, and technology providers learn about and understand the latest federal regulatory developments, the Partnership on Employment and Accessible Technology, PEAT, has launched Policy Matters, a centralized resource that covers what's happening in the world of accessible technology-related public policy. Featuring easy-to-understand articles, policy briefs and analyses, Policy Matters explores how key policy developments apply to the workplace, from laws and regulations to court decisions and proposed legislation. 
The free tool is designed to keep stakeholders informed about government efforts to ensure workplace technology is accessible to all employees, including those with disabilities. Funded by the U.S. Department of Labor's Office of Disability Employment Policy, PEAT fosters collaboration and action around accessible technology in the workplace. For more information, visit www.capitalletterspeat.org/slash-capital-p-lowercase-o-l-i-c-y-dash. Capital M, lowercase a-t-t-e-r-s. Florida Open Golf Tournament The 12th Annual Florida Open Tournament for Golfers with Disabilities and or Mobility Challenges is scheduled for Saturday, October 7, 2017 at the Long Marsh Golf Club, located at 20 White Marsh Road, Rotonda West, Florida, 33947. Phone 941-698-0918. To save your spot, pre-register online at www.floridagolfmagazine.com slash o-p-e-n slash p-r-e dash R-E-G-I-S-T-E-R dot H-T-M-L. Able-bodied golfers are also welcome to enter. The $50 entry fee includes 18 holes of golf, cart fee, range balls, prizes, and dinner. Award banquet. Everyone is eligible to compete for gross awards, and everyone with a USGA handicap is eligible to compete in the low net award categories. For more information, call Tournament Director Joe Stein at 863-227-2751 or 863-294-2621 or email him at joestine at floridagolfmagazine dot com. Engaging the Senses in Garden The Hadley Institute for the Blind's Mary Lou Hayford Sensory Garden engages all the senses, visual, tactile, auditory, olfactory, and taste, too. Last year, Hadley asked John Eskandari to take over the project and maximize the garden experience for blind and sighted visitors. He spent days working on combinations of seasonal plants that would get people reaching out to touch, smell, and feel connected with the garden. To do so, he and his team used various scented flowers, herbs, or delicate grasses, hung wind chimes in various places, and added bubbling fountains. Large tropical plants added to the tactile experience. If you're ever in Winnetka, Illinois, drop by and smell the flowers. Unity Message of Hope Unity Message of Hope, a non-denominational ministry serving people who are blind or visually impaired, has a virtual library of downloadable .brf Braille Unity publications, an audio lending library, and Daily Word in Braille, available free of charge. For more information, call 1-800-227-5111.
1-866-421-3066 or send email to message-of-hope at unityonline dot o-r-g. To download Unity Books, visit www.unity.org slash b-r-a-i-l-l-e Ocular Melanoma Drug Trial A potentially groundbreaking new option for treating a form of eye cancer is now in its first Phase one clinical research trial at Will's Eye Hospital in Philadelphia. The treatment called light-activated AU-011, developed by Aura Biosciences of Cambridge, Massachusetts, is an investigational drug that targets and aims to selectively destroy cancer cells in patients who have ocular melanoma. The treatment now being investigated uses viral nanoparticle conjugates, which is a targeted therapy of growing interest in medicine. The treatment involves injecting the AU-011 investigational drug into the eye affected by cancer, followed by the brief use of a companion ophthalmic laser treatment to activate the drug. The investigational drug is expected to destroy the membranes of the ocular melanoma while sparing key eye structures, which may allow for the potential of preserving patients' vision. The trial, which began in early 2017, is expected to enroll up to 12 patients at Will's Eye and other clinical trial sites. Trial investigators will focus on evaluating the safety of two-dose levels of AU-011 for the treatment of patients with small to medium primary ocular melanoma. Potential participants must have a confirmed ocular melanoma diagnosis not previously treated. Patients treated in the trial will be observed and followed for two years. Resource Handbooks Available Christine Chaikin of Insightful Publications has created 18 screen-reader-friendly resource handbooks containing resources pertaining to the blind and visually impaired for use by consumers and professionals. States available are Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Illinois, Kansas, Maryland, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, North Dakota, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, and Texas. Each state's handbook is for the residents of those states and includes the many organizations for the blind and visually impaired, covering areas such as employment, housing, transportation, and more. The books include contact information on the local, regional, and national levels. For more information, contact Insightful Publications via email insightfulpub at G-M-A-I-L dot com by phone at 808-747-1006 or visit www.in-sightful dot com. Little Migraine Book Ohosian Ingram's Migraine Book is available free online at 
L-I-V-I-N-G-A-N-Y-W-A-Y dot com slash W-P slash T-H-E dash L-I-T-T-L-E dash B-I-G dash H-E-A-D-A-C-H-E dash B-O-O-K. New Email Lists Adriana Prokopenko runs two email lists for blind people. The first one is called Blind Pen Pals. To subscribe, send a blank email to blind-penpals-subscribe at g-r-o-u-p-s dot i-o. The second one is for blind singles. If you'd like to subscribe to it, send a blank email message to blind-singles-subscribe at g-r-o-u-p-s dot i-o. Life Coaching Available Does life feel like it's getting on top of you? Could you benefit from a place to take some time out to explore your dreams and goals and to get back on good footing again? Martin Fleming is a practicing life coach in Mayo, Ireland, who has now relocated to Norfolk in the UK. He is committed to providing one-on-one coaching in a safe, confidential, and non-judgmental environment. He is a member of the Life and Business Coaching Association of Ireland— LBCAI, and works with both individuals and couples on an open-ended basis or for an agreed time period with the aim of enabling you to enhance your life and to live it more fully. He has experience in coaching and helping clients who have experienced difficulties with stress, relationships, parenting, fitness or nutrition, losing weight, career or job, etc., He also provides telephone and internet coaching to people further away. Contact him through his website, www.yourholisticsolution.com or via email, yourholisticsolution at gmail.com for further information. Sermons by phone. If you want to hear a sermon anytime, anywhere, call Sermons on the Phone at 773-572-6206. When you call, you will hear the voice of Linda Stewart telling you what's on each option and how to get into the archives. Some of the speakers include Anne Graham Lotz, talking about unanswered prayer, Fred Dickison on communicating with the spirit world, Adrian Rogers talking about Jesus, David Jeremiah talks about being faithful to your mate, Dr. Warren Wearsby on the contrast between a believer and an unbeliever, and Pastor Jeff Fugate talking about raising teenagers. You can also leave Linda a message by calling the number above and hitting the pound key when you hear her voice. Braille Transcription Service Marjorie Hurd of North Carolina has a Braille Transcription Service. For more information, write her at 309 Ash Avenue, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27699, or phone her at 
919-733-9822. Need a clean brailer? Larry Herring repairs Perkins Brailers. Contact him at home, 252-977-3716, or on his cell phone, 252-883-3051. High-Tech Swap Shop. For sale, Apple iPad Mini 4, silver, 128 gigabytes, wireless and cellular. Includes original packaging and accessories, plus Apple Smart Cover. Asking 480 pounds. Apple iPhone 6S Plus, 128 gigabytes in space gray. Includes original packaging and accessories, plus handmade black leather flip case. Asking 450 pounds. Bose SoundLink 3, portable Bluetooth speaker. Comes with charger in tan leather and light metal exterior. Asking 130 pounds. Apple Watch Series 1, 38mm sport with black strap. Comes with all original packaging and accessories, plus stylish aluminum stand for holding an Apple Watch and iPhone together while charging. Asking 130 pounds. Humanware Brilliant BI32 Braille Display. Comes with carrying sleeve and USB cable and charger. Asking 950 pounds. Bose QC35 Bluetooth Active Noise Cancelling Headphones. Complete with all accessories. Asking 200 pounds. All items are in as new condition and in full working order. If interested, contact Adriana Prokopenko via email. A-D-R-I-J-A-N-A dot P-R-O-K-O-P-E-N-K-O at G-M-A-I-L dot com. For sale, Braille Blazer and one large box of tractor feed paper. Best offer. Contact James Konechna by phone, text, or email with any questions you may have. Email jakon22 at gmail.com or text or phone 410-925-0707. For sale, Perkins Brailler with hard case, asking $350. Contact Corey Doney at 408-679-6783 or via email c-o-r-e-y-i-s-h-e-r-e-2 at y-a-h-o-o dot com. Wanted. Voice note with q-w-e-r-t-y keyboard. Contact Carl Schmidt at 301-598-5195 or via email c-a-r-l-h- S-C-H-M-I-T-T at V-E-R-I-Z-O-N dot net. Wanted. I am looking for a good multi-track cassette recorder for music from Yamaha or Fostex. I would like one that works well and has an AC adapter and batteries. Also seeking Memorex music tapes. If you have either item, contact Walter Chavira at 661-748-7249.
ACB Officers President Kim Charlson, Second Term, 2017 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472 First Vice President Jeff Tom, Second Term, 2017 7414 Mooncrest Way, Sacramento, California 95831-4046 Second Vice President John McCann First Term, 2017 8761 East Placita Bolivar, Tucson, Arizona, 85715-5650. Secretary Ray Campbell, second term, 2017, 460 Rain Tree Court, number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Treasurer Carla Rushevel, Third Term, 2017, 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. Immediate Past President, Mitch Pomerantz, 1115 Cordova Street, Number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. ACB Board of Directors, Jeff Bishop, Tucson, Arizona, First Term, 2020. Denise Colley, Lacey Washington, First Term, 2020. Sarah Conrad, Madison, Wisconsin, Final Term, 2020. Dan Dillon, Hermitage, Tennessee, First Term, 2020. Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, First Term, 2018. George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Final Term, 2018. Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota, final term, 2018. Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland, first term, 2018. Dan Spoon, Orlando, Florida, final term, 2020. David Trott, Talladega, Alabama, first term, 2018. Ex officio, Ron Brooks, Phoenix, Arizona. ACB Board of Publications, Ron Brooks, Chairman, Phoenix, Arizona, First Term, 2017. Paul Edwards, Miami, Florida, First Term, 2018. Susan Glass, Saratoga, California, First Term, 2017. Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington, First Term, 2018. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, Second Term, 2018. Ex officios, Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio. Bob Hache, Waltham, Massachusetts. Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington. Carla Rushevel, Louisville, Kentucky. Accessing your ACB Braille and e-forums. The ACB e-forum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the webpage in Word, plain text, or Braille-ready file, or by phone at 605-475-8154. To subscribe to the email version, visit the ACB email lists page at www.acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail, in Braille, large print, half-speed four-track cassette tape, data CD, and via email.
It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone 605-475-8154. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from www.acb.org/bf/.